if you truly want to feel seen and loved and accepted, it starts with you, right? It starts with owning your wholeness. It starts with no longer being so scared of what it is that's inside of you and owning it and no longer hiding it from the world. And once you take that path and take that step and the ripple effect towards liberation actually starts, holy fuck balls. <laughs> like it, life is just feels so much more vibrant and alive because spending all of that time and energy squashing who you are in hopes that that'll make you actually be liked and seen and loved and accepted it's not actually doing that it's just making you feel less you welcome to the live your fuck yes life podcast your place for all things real talk and conscious conversations about shit that really fucking matters I'm Amanda Catherine Loy, mindset coach, actor, and truth teller extraordinaire. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought to help you face your fears, speak your truth, and get you one step closer to living your fuck yes life. Are you ready? Here we go. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to episode 123 of the Live Your Fuck Yes Life podcast. I'm Amanda Catherine Loy, and it's been a while since it's been just me on here. Um, We have some really amazing guest interviews, new guest interviews um, coming up that I can't wait to share with you. But I wanted to come on here and talk one-on-one, heart-to-heart, as if we were sitting down for a cup of coffee, or in my case, tea, and talk to you about something that's been really, really on my mind, my heart lately. Something actually that I would say for most of the pandemic has been front and center in my personal work and journey to self-awareness. And um, that is the very large (laughs) um, topic of hiding And you're probably like, what the fuck are you talking about, Amanda? Like, hide and seek? Like, what do you mean hiding? And what I mean by this is I think we, as individuals, spend a lot of our lives hiding. Hiding who we really are. Hiding who we're meant to be. Hiding from the world. Hiding from people we love. And most often, and I think most importantly, hiding from ourselves. And this is something I have noticed in my own story a lot. It's something I have noticed in my way of operating a lot. And we're going to talk about it today. We're going to talk about it because I don't think this is really discussed very often at all. Um, And you know me, I'm all about ripping the band-aid off things we don't talk about and candidly sharing my life and my experiences and the things that are important to me. So that's what we're going to get into today. This is going to be a shorter episode than normal. Um, And 
I would love to hear your thoughts. Um, I would love to hear your story. Um, so if you're in the Patreon page, which if you're not, head on over. Uh, the link is in the show notes to join. Um, all you need to do is donate a minimum of $5 and you're in. Um, and you get to be part of the private Facebook group. And we're going to be talking about these things a lot. Um, if you missed our April um, embodiment and intention setting, we're going to be doing that every single month. Um, and as well as some pop-up videos and stuff in there centered around the things that we hide from, like our sexuality, like the way we may want to love, um, and so on and so forth. And that's what I really want to talk about today. It's so interesting to me that in the month and a half of me making TikToks, <laughs> um, which I never thought I would be doing, but here we are. That's where I spend more, more of my time now than anywhere else um, on the interwebs is on TikTok. Uh, 30-year-old on TikTok, what can I say? Um, it It is not lost on me that far and above, the thing that people want to hear me talk about and share around is ethical non-monogamy, is polyamory, is coming into my queerness in my late 20s. And uh, yeah, do I do I recognize that a big part of that is novelty? Sure. There's a lot of curiosity around these concepts. A lot of, I don't know anything about this, and I'm curious, and it sounds really weird, and it's non-traditional, so I want to learn more. Maybe people are on there because, honestly, the community on there is incredible. So I feel like if there are any people that are lurking just to um, have weird things to say or share, I don't really see a lot of that. Um, but if you're one of those, hey. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I get I get that that's a part of it. But I would wager that a bigger part of it is that TikTok is kind of a place where it's really easy to not be seen. Um, as a viewer, you can watch TikToks and even engage with other people's TikToks and people don't really know what you do on there. Um, and I think a lot of people and a lot more people than so many people think are really interested in these types of ways of being and more than interested feel aligned. They see my conversations on TikTok. They see me talking openly about my experiences of polyamory, my experiences of being queer and coming into my bisexuality when I was 28 and what that experience has looked like for me in the last, you know, two and a half years. And they see themselves reflected. And I also would wager that so many of those people are not out to themselves. And if they are out to themselves, they're still hiding from others. And I wager that because I was one of those people, you know. Oh, I just got so emotional. Haha. <laughs> I got emotional and I get emotional around this topic because I've spent my whole life hiding you know, in so many different ways. And I've talked about this and worked through this so much in therapy. And it's really probably been the one through line that has existed in my whole life is hiding, right? When I was a kid, 
all the way up until my mid-20s, I hid from other people and hid my body in so many ways for a variety of reasons. I was self-conscious. Um, I didn't like the way I looked, so I hid be- behind baggy clothes. Um, I hid my eating disorders for years. Uh, I was, you know, battling my cycle of orthorexia and binge eating for years until, you know, my now husband, then partner, um, who I was even living with for part of the time, didn't know. Um, My family, my friends, they didn't know um, that it had gotten so bad or really even that it was a thing in the first place. Um, And I hid it. I hid it from the world. I hid myself. Um, I, I was so self-conscious and so uncertain about myself in that space that I hid. Um, I hid so much of my personality. I dimmed who I really am, my quirky, goofy, loud, um, silly uh, self, I hid her for years because that version of me was bullied relentlessly when I was younger. And I thought it would be safer to be a quiet, um, respectful, very uh, teacher's pet-like person in order to be liked, in order to be seen, in order to be accepted. And I hid the parts of me that were really me uh, because it felt safe. And I then continued to hide unknowingly, um, hide from my sexuality from my identity I had glimpses of an understanding glimpses of a perspective glimpses of my true self come to light every once in a while but I had created this narrative of being a straight monogamous woman who just was that was gonna be my path forever Starting at, you know, I mean, really a teenager, but especially since meeting Kev at 19, like that was my path and that's what I was going to do because that's what a good, um, thoughtful partner and um, wife does, you know. Um, You find your person and you don't question anything else. You don't look at other people. You don't even acknowledge attraction, all this stuff. Even though, like, I knew that to be really, really weird to me. Like, it felt weird to me, but I unconsciously didn't, you know, I had all these thoughts, but I didn't really allow them to the surface. And sometimes we hide very consciously, right? Like, putting baggy clothes over my body is a conscious way of hiding my body from the world. But I think the sneaky thing... And the one that so many of us don't really know how to even acknowledge a lot of the time um, 
is when we are hiding unconsciously. And that's what started really coming up for me when I started to actively talk about and deal with my sexuality and being polyamorous in therapy. You know, I've started writing my second book very in the early stages and uh, it deals with my journey of coming into my, my queerness late in life and polyamory and this podcast episode was sparked because of a thought I was writing around and the thought was how much I spent my life unknowingly hiding such a big part of who I am, such a big part of my identity today. And it made me think about how we, how and why we hide things, right? Um, if you go back to all the episodes I did with my husband Kevin around um, the series we did around Let's Talk Polyamory, a lot of those reasons were reasons I unconsciously hid. The fears, right, that I didn't allow myself to fully embody and step into my true self, my fuck yes self, because I was so scared of the perception, so scared of how that might change my relationship, so scared of being abandoned, so scared of all of these things. And that was definitely a part of it. But I think a bigger part, for me at least, actually has nothing to do, well it does, but it doesn't really have anything to do with me. It has to do with my lineage and it has to do with how trauma is passed down. And something I've been talking a lot about and working through a lot in therapy is how that exists and how patterns maintain for generations. And something I've never talked about on the podcast is um, a big part of my life, a big story in my life, and I'm getting emotional talking about it because it means so much to me and it's such a huge part of my identity and the story that is my my family and my family's life. But it also feels really personal. And it's not my story to tell. It's my grandmother's story to tell. But she's not here to tell it anymore. Um, and so it sometimes feels a little weird talking about it openly. Ooh, I'm like really getting emotional. Um, but her story forced so much generational trauma around hiding because my grandmother when she was 20 was sent off to Auschwitz and she was there for three years until um, they were released and she's one of the lucky survivors you know she lost her father at the age of nine and went into Auschwitz with her mom who she was in hiding with. They got um, discovered. Well, really, they they got told on. They were in hiding for, I think, a year or a little over a year before they were found and taken. Um, And actually, her boyfriend at the time, who was also Jewish, turned them in, which in and of itself is such a wild story. you know, so they spent almost two years of their lives in hiding just for being who they are. And then were brought to Auschwitz. Her mother was immediately killed. And she was um, there for three years of that, 
torture until she was released. So she lived for three years of her life in fear, fear of dying uh, alone, being alone with none of her family, and then left and proceeded to spend the rest of her life in hiding. I mean, we did not know as a family that she was Jewish and that she had spent time in Auschwitz until after she passed. She left a very detailed video of her experience and actually had been a part of a documentary, but unbeknownst to us, the only person that knew anything about that part of her life was my grandfather. And her kids, her grandkids, nobody knew that she had spent this time there and nobody knew that she was Jewish. She spent the rest of her life in a acting as a facade. She pretended to be Christian and she went to church and she didn't own any of her history. She hid because she was scared. And she died scared. Um, she never fully allowed herself to live as her full self. And I was really young when she died. I was 12. But even as a young kid, I noticed her patterns and how she ate. She was also a binge eater. And so many of her patterns are patterns that I inherited. And that's how generational trauma works, right? We, we inherit the trauma of our ancestors. <laughs> and we have the ability to break that line, but it takes a lot of fear work, a lot of embodiment, and a lot of steps forward. And I'm grateful that I've chosen to take the path to cur- towards courage and towards breaking that, that, that pattern. But holy balls, has it been a tough one um, to navigate, you know? And to acknowledge, you know, the history of my trauma in the first place is so huge. But then to see those patterns in yourself is hard to admit. It's hard to own. It's hard to even know what to do with, really, at the end of the day. Because the path out of hiding is being very open, is transparency, is vulnerability. And yes, vulnerability is courage, as Brene Brown always says. And also vulnerability takes a shit ton of work being through fear, which, you know, is biologically made to stop us in our tracks and keep us comfortable. That's literally how it shows up in our bodies, right? So when I started deciding to break the cycle, that also meant deciding to own some of the things that I had still been hiding from myself. Those two big things being the things that I now talk about pretty openly three years later, but um, it has taken me a long time to get here, and that is that I am a fully-fledged bisexual woman I love me all of the people (laughs) Um, and also that I am polyamorous and that I don't believe that love is finite to one person, Um, that I know it is possible to be in love with multiple people at once, that I have so much love to give and 
um, that that is how I prefer and choose to live my life. And that at the end of the day, it's how I philosophically and just in general identify as a human. But I hid that from myself and from all of you, honestly, for a long time. I mean, I didn't start talking about being poly until like six months ago on here. I mean, I think it was the fall that I I came out on the podcast to all of you. And it was only recently I started actually making content on Instagram and more so on TikTok about all things poly. Um, and ripping that Band-Aid off and really coming out as by and as Polly and talking about this openly has been one of the scariest things I've ever done. And it has also felt like that final puzzle piece to liberation. Because I sit here talking to you without anything to hide anymore. I sit here talking to you fully as my whole self uh I feel embodied in every way that I'm choosing to live my life, in every part of me. And while I may not share all the details of my life and all of myself on here, (laughs) because that would be a little wild if I did, I am not hiding anymore. I am not scared to be all of me anymore. I don't hide with all of you. I don't hide within my relationships and I certainly don't hide to myself. I don't, I don't hide the parts of me that are me anymore. Um, and that feeling, the feeling of wholeness, the feeling of liberation on the other side of hiding, it's a feeling I didn't know was possible. It's a feeling unlike anything I've ever imagined in my life. And it's such a life changer. It's such a life changer. Hiding yourself is a really normal thing. And if you are listening to this and realize that this is a pattern of yours too, that this is something you do all the time or in, in small ways, big ways, just know that it's really fucking normal and you are not alone. Because we've been taught to hide. We've been taught to try to fit into these molds, right? And to exist within the confines of what society tells us needs to exist, needs to be true. And if we fall outside of that, we often feel like we need to hide that thing. Because if we don't, we won't be accepted. We won't be loved. We won't be seen. And we believe that narrative. So we operate within that. But I'm here to tell you that that narrative is wrong. That you will continuously and slowly and very surely suck the life out of yourself and feel less and less whole the more you hide from the world the more you hide from yourself. And that if you truly want to feel 
seen and loved and accepted, it starts with you, right? It starts with owning your wholeness. It starts with no longer being so scared of what it is that's inside of you and owning it and no longer hiding it from the world. And once you take that path and take that step and the ripple effect towards liberation actually starts, holy fuck balls. <laughs> like it, life is just feels so much more vibrant and alive because spending all of that time and energy squashing who you are in hopes that that'll make you actually be liked and seen and loved and accepted it's not actually doing that it's just making you feel less you and chances are there might be a few people on the other side of your liberation and wholeness that may not remain, may not stay there because they don't get it. But I bet you that there's more people that would be in your corner than you think. And those people, those are your people. Those people, those are the people that will, are your forever fucking humans. Like, <laughs> and that having that experience coming out as bi and poly and being able to allow the people in my life to show up for me in so many ways I could have never imagined, that has been a gift I didn't expect. I knew that it would be a gift to myself to own that towards my liberation, but to see so many people that I love be able to show me love in return for being all of me that that was a gift I didn't I didn't know if it would be there and it and um it's been so beautiful to witness and yeah there's been some hardships along the way but I would I would never ever 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 take not experiencing those hardships and still in being in hiding (laughs) versus being liberated and fully me So if you're listening to this, I want you to take this as your sign, your sign to stop hiding the parts of you that make you you because holy fuck, like those are the parts that that are will shine the loudest. That's the part of the rainbow I want to see in this world. Um, And I want to know, I want to know what makes you whole. I want to know the things that You're too scared to share or too scared to be Um, because to me, that is what embodying your fuck yes self is all about and your fuck yes life is all about. And if you're too scared to start in a big way like I did on a podcast or on social media or whatever for all to see, hop on into our Patreon and share there. Share in a community where you can feel safe and seen and loved because that's what we're all about Uh, again all of that information is in the show notes and if you are queer and or in the poly space just a reminder that I have started offering one-on-one peer support sessions so the link you could um to snag um, a spot fill out my, my type form and then I'll send you an email with the link to 
just snag a 30 minute session or a 60 minute session, whatever works. I know some of you are already re-signing up for your second one because you just loved it. The, um, love the first one so much. And it's been so nice to get to meet so many of you and like spend some face to face FaceTime literally. Um, that the link to do that is in the show notes. I'm in your corner. You are not alone. And it's time to stop hiding my love. Again, all the stuff that we talked about today is in the show notes at amandacatherineloy.com forward slash podcast forward slash one, two, three. Um, And yeah, I will see you guys on the flip side. And until next week, bye-bye.